Yo, what's goody fam? Welcome to the Human Behavior Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Dewan Mutunga. This is a podcast about leveraging psychology, um, tapping into mindset so you can create a better business, a better life, and ultimately a better you. Um, so I wanted to chat a little bit with y'all, you know what I'm saying? Um, there's been a lot of uh, things shifting and moving, and I've just been very conscious personally about... Um, how I spend my time, how I use my energy, um, building the best habits possible um, and eliminating those that don't serve me, but more specifically building habits that are required and are uh, in alignment with my goals, my preferred lifestyle, my preferred, you know, way of being. And so I, you know, I've been having conversations, you know, with family and friends. And one of the things that, you know, keeps coming up in the conversation is just like where we get stuff from and how we learn things. Um, Because the the way that we learn ultimately dictates how we behave, but also how we um, transition and shift and learn moving forward as adults. And so through conversation and through reading, you know, I love questions so you know, one of my favorite questions is just like, well, where does that come from or where did you get that from? And a lot of what we learn comes from, you know, we're conditioned. It comes from our environment, the people around us, um, family, friends, caretakers, guardians, teachers, you know, just uh, social and societal environments. But also we're conditioned from environmental design. Now, the styles that are in those environments are really important. So I really wanted to kind of explore with, with y'all the, uh, one, the topic of behavior change and, and habit formation, but also looking at it through the lens of <clears throat> creating new habits and eliminating old habits through positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement, right? Um, and it's simple, but it's really fascinating. And sometimes it's stuff that kind of we don't pay attention to. It's like just embedded in second nature. <clears throat> but um, I was talking to somebody uh, just about parenting styles, right? So the conversation came about parenting styles and how um, some people reward behavior, right? Their children. So if you do something, you know, you the kid does their homework, you reward them with a snack or they get to go play a game or something like that. That is a way of creating a habit or forming a habit or reinforcing something. So for every action, there's a, there's a reaction, right? For every cause, there's an effect and every effect becomes the cause of something else. Excuse me. So that's one way of doing things. That's positive reinforcement. And I mean, if you know, if you look, if you read books like uh, Tiny Habit or Atomic Habits, uh, even the most basic books, they, they, they speak about there being some sort of stimulus uh, and there being a cue and that triggering you to take a certain action. And based on the response, right, based on the feedback, it will encourage or deter you from taking that action. And so with positive reinforcement, a person takes an action, 
right? There's there's a behavior, and then the consequence or the effect of that action will increase the likelihood of the person continuing the behavior. So if if a kid knows every time I put my shoes down, I get rewarded with a snack. The reward, the kid's going to want to put their shoes down in that same spot every time, right? That's a loop, and that starts really early in life. So although we come here and, you know, we got old souls and we are ourselves, like something as simple as the our parents' preferred um <clears throat> Parenting style can dictate what type of habits we have and what type of habits we don't have. Um, conversely, like if you take an action and the response is negative, then it's going to increase the probability of you staying away from that. Um, simply put, and I, I really appreciate the way it's articulated in, in Atomic Habits, um, by James Clear, he, he speaks about it in terms of friction, right? So <clears throat> if you want to increase the likelihood of doing something, you want to remove friction. You want to make it easier for you to take that action. Um, one, just repetition, uh, consistency, but you don't spend an energy tax when there's no friction, so you can do something effortlessly. So the easier you make it, the, the less the, the the less friction uh, between you and taking the action, the more likely you are to take it. And if you are rewarded, there's a positive experience. Your your emotion will be attached to that event. So even the way that we store um, information, emotions and events are tied together. So it is much easier for us to. Let me back up. So. When we are in a good mood or when we are rewarded or we feel good or there's, there's a positive experience, we're more likely to tuck that in to the sort of positive box mentally. And when we are feeling good about ourselves, it's much easier for us to recall everything stored in that positive box. And so it encourages you to continue to take that behavior. The same with things that are negative. So if you're trying to break a habit... You want to put as much friction between you and that action as possible, right? You want to create almost a negative feeling, a negative consequence, um, provide negative reinforcement so that it increases the likelihood of you staying away from that behavior. So likewise, um, when we are feeling negative, we tuck those memories um, into the negative box. And when we are feeling negative, those things are easier to recall. So we, you know, some people be like, yeah, that's a trauma response. So this is, uh, you know, you traumatized or you stavastized or whatever, but that's actually real, right? Like you can recall happy moments. It's easier to recall happy moments when you're happy and it's easier to recall negative moments when you're feeling negative. So, that's why, for example, you could be dealing with, you know, your husband or your wife and um, let me say this for the fellas, right? So you, you, yeah, you might be in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, a, a debate maybe and something negative comes up, that, that memory pops up, 
oh, well, you did this. That's the, okay. Because the initial interaction made made her feel negative. And because that's a negative event, there's a negative emotion, those two fuse, it gets tucked in a negative box. So now when those feelings creep back, it, it, it reignites the negative feeling and it's very easy for that to just come up. But when we're speaking about habit creation, habit formation, and behavior change, we can leverage these things. We can leverage the insight. So if we know that emotion and events are tied together and it makes recall and repeating very easy, then we want to try to engineer our moods um, through the environment, through objects, through people. But anything that we can do to make us feel happy because that will encourage us to continue to take the action over and over again. And if you want to stop doing something, right, you want to create or engineer a negative experience so that when you are feeling a certain way, like you, you want to leverage the negativity, then that will drive you to stay away from something. So personally, um, I want to say there's probably like pandemic or something. Uh, during the pandemic, you know what I mean? People was home. You know, you start, let me not say people, I say myself. So, you know, you're home, started getting a little fluffy. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I have to, you know, it, it, it would behoove me not to leverage the information that I know, but through environmental design, create a system that would stop me from doing negative things and encourage me to do more positive things. So um, every time, for example, I have a, I have like a rug, like a really big rug in my living room. Every time I cross that rug, I had to do exercise, right? Because I was trying to engineer the situation to keep me away from the kitchen. I'm home, I'm bored, you know, um, working from home, you find it's very easy to snack and lunch and eat and be a little bit more gluttonous than than normal. So every I had to cross this mat to get into the kitchen. So I was creating a negative. I was using negative reinforcement to dissuade me from from going over there. So every time I had to cross the mat, I would do push ups. I think I'm gonna do a set of twenty five. I would do twenty five push ups every time. And, you know, it adds up because I didn't put limits on it. So even when my children would ask me for a snack, that means I had to cross the rug. I had to drop, do some push-ups. So, one, when you exercise, there's some pain associated. But it also makes me more, it, it made me more conscious and deliberate about me taking those trips, what I was eating, and, and the cost of making a trip in there. Now, what I also needed to do, and this is an example of positive reinforcement, right? Um, being gluttonous at home, drinking sugary drinks. One of the things I told myself was I don't want to drink calories, so I wanted to drink more water. Um, no, just just healthier stuff, not sugary drinks or anything like that. And so, what I would do was, you know, typically I would go to Walmart, I get a big case of water. Um, you know, get gallons of water or something like that. And 
I would tuck it away. So it wasn't really obvious. It wasn't in my line of sight. I had to like remember where the water was and go grab some when I needed it. I put, I had unnecessary friction between me and the water. And so what I did was I made it easier for me to access the water, right? I would go and put the water inside my line of sight. I would put it on, I would just leave a couple of waters on the kitchen table. And just the way the environment is set up, I have to cross the table before I get to the refrigerator. And so what it would do was it would make me pass and stop by the the water on a way to get the sugary drink. And usually I would just snatch a water. I would catch myself, drink the water, and I would reward myself, right? So if I if I went an entire week, right? If I went an entire week and I only had one sugary drink a day, you know, because I'm human, I don't, you know. So I allowed myself one sugary drink, but if I had one sugary drink and all the rest of my drinks was water, um, then I would reward myself with like a cheat meal. So just a little thing. Um, I graduated from that to drinking a gallon of water a day. I ended up doing 75 hard um, a couple of times. But that was a way of me using positive reinforcement to reward myself to encourage me to take positive behaviors or to encourage me to do something. So me putting the water in my line of sight, me putting the water on the table that's on the way to the the fridge was a way for me to remove friction, which made it easier. And then the positive reinforcement to encourage me to continue to take the action was I would reward myself with eating something that I really love to eat once a week, like a cheat meal. So very simple, but... These are ways for us to sort of hack ourselves, right? And be intentional about designing um, our behavior and our habits and make sure that it's in alignment with with who we say we want to be and the things that we say we want. Yo, what's goody fam? Listen, I know, I know. I'm going to let you get back to the episode, but I wanted to take a minute to let you know about the Human Behavior Mastery course. Yes, we have a course that we put together for coaches, consultants, corporate leaders, and entrepreneurs. I know you're listening to the pod and it's all of this numbers and the, the adaptive and the natural, the D, the I, the attributes. We put together a comprehensive course to walk you through exactly how to understand each one of the personality types, each one of the values, and we're going to show you exactly how to get the most out of each type, what things you need to avoid, what environments to put you in and what pieces to put around you to be successful. So if you're looking at taking your business, your life, or your relationship to the next level, make sure you go check out the Human Behavior Mastery course. Back to the episode. Right, so another thing that I um, I did, which is an example, I would, uh, for positive reinforcement, just around finances, right? So I... I'm a recovering sneakerhead. I'm really a sneakerhead, but like I'm just much more more disciplined now. Um, but I would be disgusting when it came to just buying sneakers. I don't, I don't know. I just love. I could blame you know Michael Jordan. Uh, you know what I mean. Just growing up in the Bronx, but just being a sneakerhead was a vibe, and I just didn't realize how much money I would spend on sneakers. 
And sometimes I don't even get to wear them. Sometimes I gave them away. I buy two pair of sneakers at a time. Like, it just was getting crazy. And um, I was like, okay, cool. I got to do something about this, right? So what I would do was, it wasn't just limited to sneakers, but just anything. I would practice, you know, more impulse control around things like that. So every time I wanted to spend something, I had to wait 24 hours, right? Just to see if I let it run through my system. If I wanted to buy something, I would wait 24 hours. And at the end of the 24 hours, if I really, really wanted it, I would explore buying it. But if the feeling passed and I didn't buy it, I would take that money and put it in a sa- either my savings account or an investment account and let the money make money. And so whatever the amount was of that item that I was going to spend, I then took that money and put it in savings or I put it in an investing account and I just used that as a reward for me displaying discipline financially. And I did that. I, I told myself I would do it for 90 days, but it ended up running the course of a year. And at the end of the year, you know I mean, I had, you know what I mean, I had a couple of dollars saved up. That money was making money for me. I was investing options, stocks, just different things, but I had savings and I had money in the market just off of me not buying sneakers or me not me not uh eating out or do just whatever the amount was, however odd the number was, I would just take it. And if I was disciplined and I didn't do nothing with the money, I put it away. And my rationale was I would have spent it anyway. The money would have been gone. So I'd rather take that money and go do something good with it. Right? I'd rather go and invest it or, or save it. And that was a way of rewarding myself for being disciplined, positive reinforcement. So it just made me double down and be even more disciplined. And so now, to be honest, I'm at a point I don't – I. it's not that I don't like – Sneakers, I still, I'm very much a sneakerhead at heart, but like, I just don't wear them. So, the, so from a utility, a functional perspective, it's just like, well, nah, I'm cool. Where I would buy almost every release. If I'm being honest right now at this point, I might buy, maybe buy five pair of sneakers a year, maybe, being generous. Um, and I think that's a reflection, that's a lingering or a, a lagging result of me just doing that experiment with myself. And so I would I would offer to you to like explore that. Like how can you use positive reinforcement to encourage you to do things that you need to do and use negative reinforcement to get you to stop doing things? So one of the things I do with myself but also with any of, uh, you know, my, my clients coaching or, or consulting or otherwise is let's look at three things, right? Let's get, let's get a notepad. If you're watching this, you could take notes. I want you to think about any particular goal that you have. Losing weight, something around finances, your personal life. Maybe you need to do date nights or something. I don't know. I want you to take a piece of paper and write three sections. I want you to write what you need to start doing, right? Because obviously there's a gap between where you currently are and where you want to be. So write down start. And 
under that, we're going to write all the things we need to start doing to help us fill the gap, allow us to make progress and move us forward towards the goal. Next, write stop. And there I want you to write all of the things that are getting in the way of you having the thing that you want. So these are the things you need to stop doing. You need to cut it out. You need to remove it. So everything in the start section, positive reinforcement. Remove friction between you and taking those actions. How do you simplify? How do you streamline the process from point A to point B? In the stop section, negative reinforcement. How do you add friction? How do you add friction so that it becomes increasingly difficult for you to do those things? So that you pay the highest energy tax possible when you do that. And there's a consequence. And then, it's not all bad. So the last section I want you to write, continue. And these are the things that you are currently doing that are working for you. And you don't need to change these things. These are things that you are currently doing. This is evidence that you're moving in the right direction already. And so the reason why you have this continue section is because when you are looking to start things, right? And I know folks have heard of, um, if you haven't, but like habit stacking, right? So if you're looking to start a new habit, it makes it easier for you to initiate that by attaching it to something that you're currently doing. So if you look at the continue section, the things that, you're already doing that's already working, if you can find a way to take something from the start section and add it to the, the back end of, the, of something on the continue section, then it increases the likelihood of you doing it, right? The positive reinforcement. So for example, if you wanted to floss more, just keep it as simple. If you wanted to floss more, Right, you know, you wake up, you go to brush your teeth. What what would be a simple way of doing this? So, in the continue section, you have brush my teeth. You brush your teeth. You're already doing that. It's working. So, in the start section, you have floss. So, what I would do is I would take, I would look at brushing my teeth, and right after that, I would add flossing. So now I would take the floss and put it right next to my toothbrush and my toothpaste, and so now, after I brush my teeth, or before I brush my teeth, or when I'm going to brush my teeth, I am triggered and cued to go take the floss and floss. And if you keep doing that over and over, then you'll be doing it second nature in no time, right? I don't really get caught up in it, it takes 21 days, or 60 to 90 days, whatever, for different people, it takes a different amount of days for it to stick. But what I do know is if you, again, take the habit you're trying to start and, and stack it on something you're currently doing, and if you reward yourself for flossing, you dramatically increase the likelihood of you dramatically increase the likelihood of you being able to to have that habit stick. Again, positive reinforcement, removing friction. And you could do the same thing with, with something you need to stop doing. 
right? So let's say you procrastinate. You're a procrastinator. Some of y'all have a goal, have something that's been on your heart. Um, some of y'all have been talking about doing something for the longest time. What if you said, hey, listen, you went to one of your friends and you said, hey, listen, this is what I want to do by this date. If I don't do it, I have to pay you $1,000. So some of y'all want to start a podcast. I don't know. Some of y'all want to write a book. Some of y'all been talking about <clears throat> starting a business. Why don't you go to one of your friends and say, hey, listen, I'm trying to uh, start this podcast. I'm trying to write this book. I'm trying to start this business by, you know, January 1st. If it is not done, I owe you $1,000 and I give you permission to publicly uh, write a post about me or make fun of me in your Instagram stories. That's negative reinforcement. I don't know nobody that want to get clowned publicly. And sending them that $1,000 is going to hurt. It's going to hurt you, not them. They're they going to be happy. But... That is negative reinforcement. So you're adding friction to a negative behavior and it is going to dramatically increase the probability of you staying away from that. These are very simple. I'm not saying they're easy ways, but they're very simple, clear, straightforward ways to encourage behavior, to change, to form behavior and to break habits. Right. Um, I'll be really curious to hear, you know what I mean? Uh, I'll be really curious to hear some personal things that you guys have going on, um, things that you want to do, things you want to stop doing. And we can explore together. We can navigate the best ways to create a system around you, create an environment around you to encourage the positive stuff and, um, and uh, punish the negative things, right? Because, I mean, the goal at, for, for me, you know, I want to make sure that this is a platform that's a value add. Um, and I really just want everybody to be their best self. And so in order for us to do that, we got to put ourselves in the environments. We got to adopt the mentality. We got to take the actions. And uh, more than ever, more than ever, um, even as I say, you being your best self, it's ultimately doing what's required to become the person and to achieve the things and acquire the things and create the reality that you desire. So being your best self is, is great, but sometimes your best isn't enough. So... Do what's required to create the reality that you want. Um, and it doesn't happen overnight, but it happens one habit at a time, one execution at a time, one action at a time. Again, for every action, there's a reaction. For every cause, there's an effect. And every effect is the cause of something else. So everything is connected. And so I'm just, I'm just offering, I'm charging, I'm challenging everybody to just, it's a little bit of self-examination. Take inventory of what you're doing and what you're not doing and how that reflects or aligns with the things that you say you want. And um, 
if it matches up, then more power to you. You you're doing the damn thing. But if not, then you owe it to yourself to make the adjustments. You owe it to the people that you're accountable to, the people that you're responsible for to do something about it. So yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it. Um, but as always, I want to continue the conversation with y'all. So if you got thoughts, like I said, if there's something that you know that you want to do, something you need to stop doing, you know, throw it in the comments. Let's have a conversation. Let's do that. And uh, I'll see y'all on the next pod. Peace.